0: Babe! I'm right here, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing? I'm trying to get this show started. Okay, what show you on? The Boiling Noodles. Alright, that's right, The Boiling Noodles Show. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I'm your host, Alexandria. And I am Robert Mason. And we're here to discuss topics that's going to stimulate the brain and conversation. Get out there and do it. What topics do you want Business, to discuss? Business, family, faith, and community. Those are our four pillars. So come and rock with us. Boil with us. Let's start boiling your noodles. Welcome to day 5 of Black History Month on the Boiling Noodle Show. So today is going to be a little different. Um usually we do have a family member of our own that we would talk about first, give history on first. Um and then we'll go into a well-known um black american and then we will talk about the a small business, right? Yeah, small black business. Small black business. Thank you, baby. But we're going to do it a little differently. First, um I want to briefly recognize um who we mo- who we who most of us know, Rosa Parks who was a civil rights activist born 1913 and died in 2005. I'm gonna say we are familiar with her picture, inmate 7053. In Montgomery, Alabama in 1955, Rosa Parks refused to surrender her seat to a white passenger on a segregated bus, an act that sparked the Montgomery bus boycott and eventually led to the end of racial segregation of public facilities. Some quick facts about Rosa Parks is that she attended segregated schools. She had grandparents who were slaves. She joined the NAACP in 1943. She was arrested after the bus defiance and she won a presidential medal of freedom. So there's a joke that I'm aware of that people say she ain't get up because she was tired. (laughs) But her response to that was people always say that I didn't give up my seat because I was tired. The only tired I was was tired of giving in that's Rosa Parks next I want to move to Trayvon Benjamin Martin I took a while there because this is a little bit emotional for me and just reading his story again as this is something that happened in 2013 but it still resonates especially with me having two sons of my own on just the loss of a child but Trayvon Benjamin Martin. He was born February 5, 1995, and murdered on February 26, 2012. He was born in Miami, Florida, and attended. He attended the Dr. Mark Michael M. Crop High School in North Miami Dade. That's where he was a junior um, at the time of his death. When Martin was nine years old, he saved his father's life by pulling his father, who had been immobilized by burns to the legs, out of a fire in their apartment. Martin enjoyed sports, video games. He washed cars, babysat and cut grass to earn his own money. You hear that? Mm-hmm. He was doing some work. So he could just take. Yeah, OK. <laughs> Martin's former football coach said Martin had been one of the best players on their football team. However, Martin started high school and his goal of playing professional football was put aside in favor of what? What kind of career he wanted to do? Uh, Working with airplanes. That's right. So he ended up attending classes in the mornings at the high school and then went to George T. Baker Aviation School for the rest of his school day. He enrolled somewhere. Where did he enroll? Experience avitation? aviation. A- aviation. Av- 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 aviation. 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 Good job. And what was that? A seven week, a seven week program in Florida. In Florida, run by me of myself. No, you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it was run by who? Award winning av- aviator. Aviator Barrington. Ivory? Irving. Irving. Yes. So, according to Irving, Martin was a polite youth who reminded him of himself because he had a strong interest in football until he fell in love with aviation as well. After Martin graduated from the program, he spent the next summer as a volunteer helping out new students in the aviation program. According to his parents, Martin had hoped to attend the University of Miami or Florida A&M University. So Martin, he was a Black American that was fatally shot in Sanford, Florida by George Zimmerman, a 28-year-old Hispanic American. Zimmerman, a member of the Community Watch, saw Martin and reported him to the Sanford police as suspicious. While on the call to police, Zimmerman began following Martin. Several minutes later, there was an altercation and Zimmerman fatally shot Martin in the chest. Most of you know that Zimmerman was charged and tried but the jury acquitted him of a second degree murder and manslaughter in july 2013 after this has happened and it was brought to light there were many movements Um, his parents had did a lot to try to make this you know aware to many and just try to get zimmerman you know charged with this murder and convicted because They killed someone for no reason, simply just walking in a community where his family was and where he belonged. But he was shown that he did not belong there by George Zimmerman, unfortunately, and he lost his life. So in January 2017, Martin's parents under Penguin Random House published a book about Martin's life and death entitled Rest in Power, The Enduring Life of Trayvon Martin. Today would have been Trayvon Martin's birthday. So I definitely wanted to recognize him today because it was it was a true loss. And it was sad because we are still going through things like this just because of the way we look, regardless of our um, not regardless, but because of our skin color. But as well as just wearing something as simple as a hoodie. It sounds like hate, right? hmm. Yeah. Do we judge people because of the way they look? No, yeah. not because of the way they dress, not because of the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. Right. Or anything. OK, so lastly, I will talk about a family. Well, not lastly, because we do have a black business, um, a black owned business that we need to recognize. But I will talk about a family member. And talking about Rosa Parks um, and thinking about um, Trayvon Martin being judged by the way that he looks and both of them, you know, being punished, lack of better words, because of the way they look. It made me think about my mother, my mother, Louise Darby Jones. She was born June 10th, 1953 in New Jersey, Newark, New Jersey. And she has no more than a fifth grade education, but she was able to do well in raising five children. She grew up in torture, far for, far more than just abuse. But even through that, she has been able to show her children how love feels. She is a giver, a helper of mankind and truly a warrior in all that she does. You see the strength come out of her for her family and for others that she sees that is in need more than it does for herself. Regardless of the way she looked or the education that she had, she did the best that she can to make sure that her children had better. And for that, I am grateful. That's my mom. (laughs) And even to this day, she's able to tell her story that hopefully it will be a testament to others that we can overcome anything that we are put to the test to as long as we are here. From abuse, my mother lost one of her eyes. But even still, she maintains to do the best that she can to care for herself, being mobile, and then also in caring for others once again. She doesn't give up on just giving for anybody, but she always puts herself to the back burner. So, again, regardless of how she look, the lack of um, and when I say how she look, I'm talking about color because of the color of her skin or the lack of knowledge that she has had or the abuse or torture that she endured. She still show love and has been able to instill that in her children, that we are able to do the same. I say that because I want to remind everyone that there is a warrior in you. So continue to show that and allow people to feel that. Show people love today, every day. Make sure you're careful in the way that you speak to a person or treat a person because you never know where they are in life. And even if you don't know, just still be kind. Thank you guys for listening to the and Noodle Show. And before we forget, nope, we can't tell them to keep boiling nothing yet. We got to do a black owned business. Oh, and also with my mom, she was a, a huge contributor to the book, The um, Green Apples and Salt Sandwiches. So please look for that book and purchase it. So a black owned business. Did you have one in mind? Mm -mm. Not again. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we get for not writing stuff down and just trying to be free willy with this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I had one in mind and I can't remember which one it was, but I guess I'll jump the gun here and I will. Um. I will promote, or I would say that we will, yeah, we will promote Symphony Chips. So I have not received my order yet because I just put it in. <laughs> but Symphony Chips is a, um, is a chip that is pretty much a healthier way of eating. Um, I'm not sure of you all, but I am a huge fan of potato chips. You are too rude. I love them. (laughs) So I'm looking forward to receiving these chips from Symphony Chips. But they begin as a spice company. And their dad, Andre Anderson, he's a retired Las Vegas chef. While working on the infamous Las Vegas Strip, he developed a 28 herb and spice blend that caught the attention of patrons and fellow chefs alike. So naturally, (laughs) when they tried it, they were blown away. So they loved it so much, they convinced their dad that they needed to package and sell the seasoning ASAP. Once the spices were featured in a grocery store, they quickly learned that no one buys spices they cannot taste, no matter how pretty the packaging. So they began doing in-store demonstrations. Starting out, they presented the seasoning on raw vegetables and popcorn. However, it wasn't until they put on homemade potato chips when people began to notice its unique flavor. So the feedback was the same. The spices are good, but where can I get a bag of these chips? (laughs) Thus, Symphony Chips was born. A gourmet potato chip with a harmonious blend of flavors in every bite. Their Their chips are all natural, pairing well with wine and IPA beers, perfect for all ages. So they are doing something in the community where they are just trying to have people... Enjoy their food, but make better choices. That's what we should do in all parts of our lives. So if you want to support Symphony Chips, go on to www.symphonychips.com and purchase yours today. Happy Black History Month. And in the meantime, keep boiling your noodles.